Hello, hello. Hope you're all having a lovely day and an even better weekend. Welcome to my podcast, Little Mind Chats. Minds are little, not our thoughts. I'm your host, Siona Vikram. In my previous episode, we spoke to an expert in the toy industry. We spoke on how sustainability can be achieved through toys. Today's discussion, we take a dip into how sustainability is not just a thought, but a culture change in us as humans. Speaking to my guest today, I see why his 30 years of experience in sustainability is sowing seeds to secure a better nation for us. Meet Sunil Kumar Sood. If you are an environmentalist in India, you possibly cannot escape his name. All through his working career, Sunilji has been heavily involved in energy conservation, efficiency, renewable energy, sustainable development, and everything else it encompasses. As you can expect, he's been leading pivotal sustainability initiatives all over India. Needless to say, many have been covered in mainstream media too. I'm super humbled to be speaking to you today. Welcome to my show. Hello, Sunil Sood, sir. Hello. I feel so happy to see you here at my podcast. Thank you for making it. Thank you, Siona, for inviting me. So nice of you. Thank you, and you're welcome. First off, can you please explain to us a little about your Mission Sustainable India effort? The Mission Sustainable India envisages taking India, that is Bharat, to a sustainable development path by 15th August 2020. It coincides with 75 years of our political independence from British rule. Wow, 75 years of independence? The mission recommends various structural changes and best practices which have been compiled in the form of a vision document. Nice. So far completed 14 chapters on various topics such as sustainable citizenship, sustainable governance, sustainable bureaucracy, sustainable justice, sustainable mass media, sustainable education, habitats, health and well-being, food system, sustainable energy, water and transport. Another 12 to 13 chapters are under finalization, which will be covering domains like sustainable production and manufacturing, tourism, families, communities, life on land, life below water and so on, including biodiversity, afforestation, and so that we will be having a comprehensive, holistic and integrated approach towards sustainability. We'll be compiling all chapters and a group of professionals, you know, will be reviewing and, uh, and giving, putting their own inputs. So that then we'll be presenting this document to the government and all the stakeholders. So all these chapters, you know, actually are based on five keys of sustainability. That is starting with planet, people, prosperity, peace and partnership. So this is one unique approach we have adopted to bring out an action plan for our nation. So this is all Mission Sustainable India about. Wow. I never knew that so many different topics like justice and education, uh, mass media, all of that could be sustainable. So yeah. speaking of these sustainable things, like 
Why is this kind of effort the need of the hour? Yes, yes, of course, starting from the Neolithic age to this contemporary world, human beings are, you know, exploring resources endlessly without needing substantially for its replenishment. So, uh, Earth has its limitation, Earth is, but we have been endlessly exploiting the resources. And what has happened till the 20th century, uh, the development has been single-dimensional. That means it was more focused on economic sustainability. It was not realized that the economic growth is at the cost of environment and society, which actually sustains economic growth, and that it is not sustainable in the long run. Hence, the concept of sustainable development came into being. At the Stockholm in 1972, the international community met for the first time to consider global environment and developmental needs so that it can be defined for preservation and enhancement of the natural environment and to highlight the need to support people in this process. In the year 1987, Brundtland Commission set up by the UN submitted its report, Our Common Future, and defined the phrase development. Yes, it was done in 1987 by Brundtland Commission. Brundtland was a Prime Minister of Denmark and she was heading the commission appointed by the United Nations. At that time, this sustainable development was defined by Brundtland Commission. And they argued that both growth as well as environmental protection can go together. Both can be possible. So, although UN has been leading this movement on a global level, it is high time that all countries take it up as a mission mode with country, regional, state and local level targets for ensuring that the development is equitable, resource efficient, holistic, inclusive, economically viable, socially and politically acceptable so as to avoid conflicts and become environmentally benign and foster peace and partnership covering all dimensions under 5 Ps. So again it is coming to 5 Ps. So this is why we thought that it is the need of the hour that we, we prepare something India specific and then later on come to regional, the southern region, northern region, western region, then come to states, then come to cities, then at local level. So top-down approach we have started, slowly we will be starting bottom-up approach, then local level sustainability uh, missions will be taken up. Already a lot of work is going on, but this is happening in a bit disintegrated manner. So we are trying to do it in a more integrated approach. Ooh, wow, like I'm pretty fascinated that this was anticipated in 1972. They did identify that economic growth is not sustainable without addressing the environmental issues. It's great that you are taking the time and effort to put this together for our own country. And anyway, speaking of the five Ps, what are these five Ps we all need to know about? I know that you gave us a little idea about these five Ps in your first, yeah, in your yeah. first question, but can you just explain to us about what these actually do mean? Yes, yes. This fight is start with planet. Planet came first. So we have to see that we take care of the, to protect the planet from degradation, to protect the biodiversity and all forms of life. Uh, it, is, it should not be just human-centric, but also takes care of all forms of life, animals, birds, insects, everything. And the planet is meant for all. It is not just for humans. So 
under planet we ensure that sustainable consumption production sustainable managing its resources taking urgent action on climate change so that all these things are preserved for not only present generation but also for the future generation so this is all covered under the planet p p1 that is planet so second p is people people is actually for social sustainability planet is for environmental sustainability people is for social sustainability so because next came society and humans started forming social groups so cultural and other thing activity started so we need to preserve that also as well as we see that we end poverty hunger from in all forms and dimensions there you know lots of people are not getting uh, nutritious not of children are dying because of uh, you know unavailability of the food yeah. while others are too much and there are more than one and a half crore children starving so under this rule this comes that we end we work ending the poverty and hunger and also ensure that all people uh, get full potential in dignity and equality and they live in a healthy environment you know this is all also part of the sustainability and it comes under social sustainability then yeah. third p is yeah we should not let lots of children go hungry in fact food wasting is yes. bad it's bad for the environment right right if you look at it there's enough food for everybody but just that some people are consuming too much and some people are consuming too less yes it's not available even for their survival within our cities you can find malnutrition to children they don't get proper nutrition while there are who are overfed <laughs> Yeah. So the both the problems actually obesity is another problem so i'll come to the third p that is prosperity mm. prosperity is economic sustainability to ensure that all human beings enjoy prosperous and fulfilling lives and that economic social and technological progress occurs in harmony with nature you see prosperity cannot be in isolation with nature because finally it is coming out of the nature you know air water land everything is given by the planet so prosperity whatever we should be in harmony with the nature then peace fourth p is peace peace is about fostering peaceful just and inclusive societies which are free from fear and violence you see nowadays a lot of problems are happening even though there may be good good uh, prosperity people are having a nice life everything but there is still lack of peace is prevailing inner peace as well as external peace conflicts are happening and there is uh, fear in our mind something unknown fears are there violence are happening so all these things also require attention so it comes under fourth p and how all these four p will be done that will be done under fifth p that is partnership so this partnership is partnership is about working together as a team partnering mm-hmm. to achieve goals sustainability goals this is this is all five p's and these five p's we have adopted from un sustainable development goals 2030 but that is where our uh, thing ended here unlike un sustainable development goal 5 p's which has different approach our approach is different so in mission sustainable india 2022 though we have adopted 5p 
our approach is different hmm yes we have adopted a domain based approach where each and every activity we are aligning with five p's but in un sustainable development goals uh, this is not done they have developed 17 goals 169 targets uh, without really actually i don't want to criticize but un approach has not been very effective as anyone can see that the goals which were actually marked to be achieved by 2020 already two years are over and there is no sign of those goals being achieved because those were all taken in isolation not in a very integrated manner but in our mission sustainable india 2022 we are trying to integrate them properly yeah that's that's so true like it needs proper implementation and we all need to work towards it not just un we shouldn't be like sitting at home just stop using plastic bags because some people haven't even stopped using plastic bags they say that carry around your cloth bags can you see many people doing that no exactly well coming to having a harmonious planet a perfectly thriving sustainable mother earth please share and explain what this phrase would be for you if you were to see it be happening yeah. of course my wish list will be very long <laughs> for me thriving sustainable mother earth will be one which is not just human centric being thought of more only for humans it should be not only for human centric but also for all lives and uh, where all its habitats are allowed to live in harmony with each other and with uh, nature and have mutual respect and love and they are not burdened with too many man made laws you know there are many that is one problem we have forgotten the nature the laws of the nature and we are totally bogged down with uh, man made laws which are creating lots of problems and within humans as well as in the outside and where you know children like you i would have my wish that thriving mother earth can be ensured only when the children education is aligned with the sustainability so yeah. this is my yes if children are education is not aligned with sustainability with mother earth how the mother earth will feel how the it is just like our you know natural our biological mother if you compare your biological mother with mother earth how the mother earth will feel right if if the children are not Uh, taking care and they can take care only when their education is aligned when their upbringing is aligned with that yeah well they should align it with the mother that has fed us they right. can do much more to educate us about our real mother mother earth because right. she is also a mother she is living she is a she's a giant living entity exactly very nice this is what is my wish and i am doing it i am starting with myself and i am working on uh, this uh, at community level i am trying to build uh, within my relative my friends my neighbors my even my school batchmates 50 year old uh, with whom i have studied with them those i am contacting college students those who worked with me so i am building my own community so if we build this type of communities then you see they are aligned they are made to understand this sustainability naturally mother earth will be thriving this is my idea of giving back to mother earth yeah we need to give back 
to Mother Earth by helping her recover from this giant disease yes. of greed. Right. Yeah, and despite all that you are doing, like, what keeps you motivated to keep India and the world in a sustainable state? <laughs> Actually, this book I got more than 30 years ago. When first time I came to know about the importance of energy conservation, slowly I moved, moved to energy, water, waste. So many things happened in last 30 years. And 10 years ago, I happened to read one poem. Sustainability song, it is called. I would like to read out that is, I have hearted it because it is in my blood. So, that song is about tomorrow child. Shall I read now? Let's Go ahead, definitely. It goes like this Without a name, an unseen face, and knowing not the time or place, tomorrow child, though yet unborn. I saw you first last Tuesday morning. A wise friend introduced us to, and through his shining point of view, I saw a day which you would see, a day for you and not for me. Knowing you had changed my thinking, never having had an inkling that perhaps the things I do might someday threaten you. Tomorrow, child, my daughter's son, I am afraid I have just begun to think of you and your good thought always having known I should. Begin I will to weigh the cost of what I squander and what is lost before I forget that one day you will come to live here too. It is a promise by old person to the child who is not yet born. And this poem was written by Glenn Thomas, you know. Sustainability campaigner, Mr. Glenn Thomas. It was written by him uh, more than 15 years ago. This poem has gone in my blood because what I am leaving behind, it keeps nagging me, you know, this thought. So when I go through this poem, mm -hmm. promise to tomorrow child, tomorrow child who is not a born, and how he is promising him that I will see that what I squander and what is lost. So if yeah. if all of us are thinking like that, what I am squandering, spoiling the nature, I am causing harm to the mothers, so all these things start coming in mind, then you start taking actions. Yeah, is, that's so true. Getting uh, me. <laughs> this is what motivates me. Yeah, exactly. We children are still learning, so can we as children play a role in this sustainable India mission too? Yes, of course. Most welcome. Actually, in fact, uh, the children can, in fact, expedite the mission objectives. Though we adults may not be able to expedite so fast as children can do it. Once the children understand it, then when they get the whole picture, and learn the meaning and importance of sustainable development, they will surely be in a position to even lead the movement, you know. Like you see, example, uh, Greta Thunberg. Mm -hmm. Greta Thunberg. She, she is leading the worldwide movement on climate change. Yeah, Fridays for Future. Like that many uh, girls, boys, more young boys are doing a lot. But the only thing is, they need to come out of uh, the conventional things conventional parenting, 
conventional sort of upbringing and then what is conventional parenting conventional what i mean you know you see uh, parents and all the, so the society wants us to follow establishment it means they want you to follow the set path how will you take that path which actually may lead to the better world unless you take somewhere some u turns maybe you take you come back little and then take the right path so conventional ways of doing thing is what has been happening let it happen children are not only educated in that way but also brought up that way it is actually taking a tradition in a wrong way tradition doesn't mean that you keep doing something wrong just because it has been happening in the past the way you have been living wrongly or you have been brought up to be a consumer to be looking after only yourself limited vision not seeing the society not seeing the planet not seeing the universe which which we are part of so unless that all changes children will not be given freedom because they are totally under the parents guidance or overall system guidance so they are guided by the system that is where we our mission you know our mission we are starting with the changes in the governance that is why because there is no point in talking rhetoric no point in giving lecture to children when the whole system is outdated well said so that is what we are saying that children can play a role provided you facilitate that role provided you allow them even but they are not even allowing how it will happen yeah the system is outdated i agree the system is outdated bureaucracy is outdated judiciary even justice is outdated you are not getting justice you know how costly it is to get justice wow yeah well actually police and these chiefs they see what the politicians tell them to see they don't see any more than that they don't see how if they change the system children could grow up to be something so much better so much brighter for the country but they refuse to see all of that because all they're falling behind is again money right <laughs> it starts from political powers to bureaucratic powers to justice all four pillars you know which are the four pillars of democracy what first pillar is legislators legislature mean those who are elected as a member of parliament or mla and all so this is one pillar is legislature another pillar is executive like prime minister chief minister third pillar is judiciary fourth pillar is mass media media so if all the four pillars are rotten or outdated then what will happen to the real pillar we are the real pillars well the real pillar will fall yes citizens are the real pillars or not yes they are so we, where we have problem is citizens are knowing about their rights they want rights they want this the free free electricity free water this then but they don't want to do their duties ah uh, so they, everybody they, needs to be fixed we can't just blame it on the political bodies oh they're doing it all wrong well 
they do have some sort of mystic to some extent, but we also need to start taking action as well. Yes. See, constitution provides you some rights, but also it demands some duties. Yeah. Duties to be performed. But we do not bother for our duties. That is why bureaucracy, governance is doing the way they want. Because citizens are not aware. Citizens are not asking for what they should be doing. Yeah, so practically the conclusion is that the system and the mindsets, they both need a big, big change into fairness, justice and sustainability. Yes, yes. Yes, our last but not least question is, what's your advice to the next generation? My advice to the next generation would be to question everything. Learn 6W and 1H. 6W, 1H means what? What is this? One word, W. Why this? Where this? When it is? For whom? Who? And how? So question everything. Then use your natural gift of five senses. You know, we are not properly taught to use our senses, five senses of hearing, seeing sense of touch, all that. So this helps in learning as well as, you know, picking up things properly and understand yourself, your family, community, whole world is your classroom concept. If you pick up that whole world is your classroom concept, then you not only get better educated, but also become better citizen and better person to take care of five piece. Yeah. Then insist on aligning education with sustainability. Then only you can, you know, they can learn. If you're not, if your education is not aligned with sustainability, and if it is only focused on marks, hundred uh, percent marks you should get, then you are falling in the trap of competitive marks and oriented education, yeah. and you will fall in that trap of so-called career. So try to find your own purpose of your life and work on that. That is my advice to the young generation. And to find the purpose of our life, we need to use our five senses and always be kind to nature because nature will soon bring that to us. That was one of the most expansive views I've had about sustainability so far. It was truly an amazing conversation. Thank you, Sunilji, for sharing such a great path to the future with us. Hey, thank you very much. If you are a sustainability enthusiast, please do get in touch with Sunil G on his email. It is sunilsolar at yahoo.co.in Who would have ever imagined that we'd end up talking about democracy under the topic of sustainability? Today's discussion definitely clarifies that achieving true sustainability is not just limited to resolving climate change or biodiversity, it's an all-inclusive process and we certainly need to change ourselves to embrace a bigger and better planet. Are you ready for this month's plastic collection drive next Sunday? It's happening on the 30th at Vividus Hospital. Please do spread the word and come around.
All precautionary measures to COVID slash Omicron are strictly followed. My next episode will be with the Brigadier on the occasion of Republic Day. Tune in for some very interesting conversations. And do not forget to follow me on social media. Thanks a ton for listening. Bye!